Good evening, and welcome back to the Halloween episodes of Attack of the Bee Movie Podcast. This is our second Halloween movie, or movie being done in the spirit of Halloween, because really we plan on covering horror movies as well in this, you know, not just sci-fi, and not just B-movies of any... Oh, we haven't done many action movies, have we? Eh, anyways, after Halloween. So this movie is one that I originally saw in Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I've since then watched the whole movie, because I'm like, well, why not? You know, let's see... Let's see these movies without all the um, commentary, you know. It's from 1958. It's called The Terror from the Year 5000. And these movies from the 50s were really short. Like, this movie's only an hour and nine minutes. So it's not a hard watch. I guess let's just get into it. So this movie starts off... This movie involves time, as you can tell by the title a little bit, time uh, distortion and stuff. So the movie starts off. We find that there's this uh, nuclear physicist, Professor Howard Erling, and he's constructed a machine that breaks the time barrier. Now... He doesn't go through it, and it doesn't move. It's just a stationary machine. So he has an assistant named Victor, and Victor and Howard conduct a number of conduct ugh, conduct a bunch of experiments, and they successfully get the they get the statue sent to him from the future. Every time they use the machine, there's these massive amounts of energy needed, and um, it's becoming suspicious. And they want to know if this is really from the future. They want to verify. They want a credible scientist to verify this statue's from the future so they can get funding or whatever, and so they can continue their work and make sure it's safe and everything, and that it's really what's going on. So he wa- uh, so Howard wants um, another professional opinion, so he says, okay, we're going to stop research. We're gonna stop doing research right now, and Victor is pissed. Victor is like, I want to keep going. He's like, no, no, we're going to keep going. I want to have this verified first. The statue gets sent to an archaeologist named Robert Hedges. So Robert Hedges runs carbon dating on it and finds out that it, do- it shouldn't exist. It- the carbon dating... I don't know how they would find this out. Obviously, it's a 1958 sci-fi movie, so I'm sure they took some liberties. Shows it's from the year 5000. So Robert Hedges, who goes by Bob, sends it to someone else to do some sampling or some work on it. And the other associates find out that it's radioactive, like highly radioactive. Like in two two weeks, Bob would have been dead from it. Bob decides he's going to try contacting Howard and say, what the hell, why are you sending me this massively radioactive you know, statue. What are you trying to do here? Are you trying to kill me? What do you, what's the deal? So he can't reach Howard by phone. He send, I think he sends a letter, and then he, fly, he just flies to Florida to see him. I believe they have a history together. So Bob leaves the airport. He's got a rental car, and somebody's following him. He doesn't know who or why, so there's a classic 50s nighttime chase scene where you can't see anything, and it's too dark or whatever. Turns out it's Claire. Claire is um, Howard's uh, daughter. And she's also Victor's fiance. we find out. And she's super excited that Bob's there. She wants to have this thing verified. She wants the work to be verified. So it, it's another professional saying, hey, I, I checked this all out. It's legit. Because he finds out from Claire that the doctor was kicked out of any government project because they thought he was a quack. He tells her, well, what the hell? Why'd you send this thing to me? It's radioactive. And she had no idea. Bob had, Claire says, I had no idea. And I'm sure, you know... Victor and Howard had no idea that of the radioactive com- contamination on it, which you would think a nuclear physicist might check with a Geiger counter. Whatever. So they, um, they get to a dock because he's working out on an island because the machine takes so much power and causes so many disruptions that it shuts stuff off in the town and everything else. So they're on this boat, and the motor cuts out. Claire and Bob are on the boat. Motor cuts out. And Claire says this is probably because of the power drain from her father's lab which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because 
I guess if you go with like Tesla's wireless energy theory, but how is it draining the power from that? It, it's, you know, we find out that the, we see the person that's doing the experiment is not actually Howard, but it's, um, it's the douchebag Robert. Or not Robert, sorry. We find out that the douchebag is actually uh, Victor. So it's Victor doing it. Bob shows up at the house with Claire, and Howard's happy to see him. Victor, he's very suspicious. He's very angry that he's there. He believes that he's just there to, to discredit them and say the work is fake, and it's not really doing anything. They're supposed to set him up in the guest, Bob up in the guest room. Uh, Angelo is the handyman of the island and the groundskeeper, and he can't get in the room. He doesn't have a key. He's like, well, this room's locked. Bob's supposed to stay here, and Angelo's a little off. And Victor's like, oh, he can have my room, so which should be suspicious right there, right? So that, like, they talk a little bit. They have, like, you know, the usual kind of things. So Bob's in his room, and he hears Victor making noise in the room that supposedly no one had a key for. He sees uh, Victor remove two metal suitcases from the room, and he takes them outside and throws them in a pond on the island. This is a pretty big island they have. Throws them in a pond. So the next morning, Claire's like, oh, let's go swimming, and Bob's like, yeah, sure, because, of course, Bob wants to see where Vic, what Victor disposed of and what's there. So they go swimming, and they dive at the spot where he disposed of the suitcases. Bob locates one of them, and he opens it up, and he finds uh, the carcass of a small animal in it. So nah, not really a big deal, right? So later on, Bob Bob's in the lab with Howard and uh, Victor, and um, Howard shows them how they've been trading items with the future, right? They put something in from our time, something comes back from the future. So Howard puts a small bottle in the machine and he receives a, 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 another kind of like small bottle kind of thing back. Bob then, then Bob says, well, let's suggest something, you know, he just make sure this is not like a, um, a prank or like, you know, because you could send a vase in and a vase can come back and that doesn't mean it went into the future. Or it could be just a trick, right? So Bob says, hey, let's send something different. So he gives them his fraternity key. So they put the fraternity key in and they're both startled because what they get back is a coin from the future that has the word save us in Greek upon it, or in car- in gr- in carved, engraved on it. So everyone goes to bed at, that night, and Victor sneaks down. Victor, Victor is who keeps these experiments going when he's not supposed to, right? He was told not to, and he keeps doing it. Victor goes down to the lab, and he does the... He constantly is increasing the, the power levels, which is causing more and more issues. Well, all of a sudden... This time around, a human form, a human body, a human person, I guess a human, materializes in the machine and and breaks the glass window on it and grabs Victor's arm. Victor gets burned. So Claire sees something a little odd outside, and she doesn't know what it is. And um, Howard and Bob go to check it out. In the meantime, Victor's, like, fighting with this creature, right? He's trying to pull him into the machine, and he breaks loose of it and sends this humanoid creature back to the future. And he gets this massive cut on his arm that he's hiding, so Howard and Bob find out that what's outside the window is Angelo, who's been watching Claire through the window. And Bob tells Claire about this, and he sees blood outside of the guest room door. So then the next morning rolls around, and Bob talks to Howard and says, hey, you know, I think something's going on with Victor. I think he's doing things he shouldn't be doing. And Howard says, where's, the, where's your evidence? So Bob goes to the pond to retrieve the last suitcase, because remember there were two, and Angelo sees him go. No, Victor goes to the pond, not Victor. Bob goes to the pond to retrieve the suitcase. Victor shows up, and Victor's trying to kill him. So Angelo sees what's going on, and he thinks that Bob's trying to kill Victor. 
So he runs and tells them that Bob's trying to kill Victor, and he and um, uh, everyone shows up, right? So like um, Howard, Angelo, and Claire all show up. They break up the fighting, and Howard's like, "I want an explanation. You're, I want you out of here." To... So Bob shows him that his arm's been radio damaged by radioactivity. So they take him to the hospital. He's in town at the hospital. The doctor says, okay, I need a few hours to look at him and um, come back in a few hours and I'll, I'll find out what I, I'll tell you what I find out. So in the meantime, they're like, all right, fine. So the, the Claire and Howard and Bob, they all go see a movie. And in the meantime, somehow Victor escapes the hospital. He just like walks out <coughs> and he goes to a bar and he gets a little drunk and they kick him out of the bar. So at the end, he, he's like, I'm going back. I'm doing more experiments. I, I You know you, you know how alcohol is, right? Liquid courage, they call it, right? So he goes back, and he's doing more experiments. So after the movie, Bob and Claire and Howard stop at the same bar. And they find out, they're watching the TV, and the TV goes out. And they're like, well, wait a minute. What? You know, it's got to be a coincidence. Howard's like, oh, it's probably just a coincidence. And the bartender says, oh, your other associate was here earlier. So now they're pit. Now they're like, "What the hell? Why he's supposed to be in the hospital? He could be dying of radiation poisoning or radiation sickness." So they race back to the island. Howard, of course, they all realize, "Oh, he turned on the time machine." No shit, right? So they race back to the island, and um, this time again, Victor brings another human form from the future, but he gets knocked out by the by the person. So Howard finds Victor dazed and just like waking up and. Yeah, Howard finds him dazed, and I took notes on this one, and my notes are really hard to read. I should post pictures of them so you understand. So they get another doctor, and the doctor orders a nurse to come out to tend to check out Victor. So in the meantime, the time traveler that was sent back, that came back, is exploring the island, and um, sees An- Angelo sees the time traveler, and the time traveler kills Angelo. Bob eventually retrieves the other metal suitcase. And he opens it up and finds a cadaver of a four-eyed cat in it. Something like out of The Simpsons, right? So he goes back to the house, and Howard and Bob find Angela's body. So then Victor levels with him and says, Hey, there's this time traveler that I brought back. and Or there's a time traveler that came back, and that's who did it. So Howard brings up about the cat, and it's like this is... You know, this is caused by radioactive mutation. You can't keep bringing things back from the future. There's got to be a reason that this is happening. So during this, the nurse arrives on the island. The nurse gets confronted by the time traveler who talks to the nurse in Greek. The nurse tries to run away, and the time traveler kills her. And then assumes her identity. A staple of old 50s movies, right, and 60s movies. So she shows up. And they think she's a nurse, so she uh, sits down with Victor while the men put on, um, I guess, radioactive suits, right? I mean, like, it matters. They're going to go after it. They're going after the time travel. I don't see anybody in this whole group, considering it's a nuclear physicist and his assistant, I don't see how they don't have a Geiger counter, but whatever. So they're gonna, they go looking for the traveler. So in the meantime, the time traveler hypnotizes Victor and is telling him that she, he needs to return with her to the future, because his healthy genes are needed, needed to save her people from extinction. Turns out there was a nuclear war of some sort, and there are mutated people. So he goes to the lab, and he's trying to get the machine working again. And for whatever reason, because it's a horror movie, Claire goes to the lab and sees him there with the time traveler. And, and Claire is trying to tell him, 
you don't understand. She's not who she says she is. She's got to be evil. Why would she be doing this? She's not this beautiful-looking nurse. You know, so Claire attacks the woman, and they're fighting, and Claire pulls off a mask of the woman, which turns out to be the actual like face of the real nurse. They find a body, and it's faceless. And when they find a body, it's when Howard and Bob come running to the lab. But anyways, Claire pulls off the mask, and the woman's face is disfigured, and there's radioactive radiation burns, and she's got scarred features. And the woman attacks Claire. Well, the time traveler. I I guess it's a woman. I mean, they don't say it's not. And it is played by a woman. She attacks Claire. Victor starts fighting with the time traveler. And then uh, they're both like... They're just kind of tumbling around, right? Like fighting and pushing and shoving. And they both fall into the... Well, not into the machine, but they fall onto the machine. And they both get electrocuted and they both die. Which seems a little anticlimactic in, in you know, retrospect. They... Um, now, keep in mind, this is the beginning of the Cold War, right? You know, Russia, Soviet Union, rather. Us, you know. Nuclear Holocaust has, you know, always been a worry. It was a worry for me in the 80s, right? I remember reading and watching stuff about the world coming to an end. And now here we are, again, with another fucking crackpot in North Korea that's, yeah, I'm going to lob nukes everywhere. But, um, you know, this is another movie where they talk about that. And so after, you know, after Victor's been killed, Bob and Claire are talking. You know, and there, what I forgot to mention was also throughout this movie, there's sexual tension and, and attraction between Bob and Claire, right? So there's a scene where they start making out. I think it's right after they find Angelo peeping on her. He goes and explains it to her. And they're, they're making out, and the doctor walks in and sees this happening, and he gets pissed off. And that's why the next day he wants Howard out of the well, That's why he wants Bob out of the house, because he thinks Bob is just lying to discredit Victor. So they're together, and they're discussing if, if one of them should go to the future to try to help, right? Because maybe they do need the genes. Maybe that will work. And then Howard says that, and then Howard says, no, you know what? We're not going to go to the future. We need to stay here and help change the present because if they change the present, they can stop the future from becoming what it was. And then the story ends. You know, plot line? Yeah, it's a decent storyline, right? I mean, you know, it's for the 50s. Not really the most uh, amazing storyline or amazing writing, but it wasn't bad. What do I think of this one, though? Huh. Well, let's see. It holds a 2.5, 2.4 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database, and the only single audience review of the film on, and only one audience review on Rotten Tomatoes. So here's where I, I stand on this one. I think it's a, as with many of these, I think it's a good plot line. I think it's worth a watch. I don't think it's a movie I would watch numerous times unless it's the Mystery Science Theater version because then it's kind of funny, right? They, they crack jokes about it. I think it tries to teach a good le- I think it, for the time it was trying to teach a good lesson. You know, sci-fi has always been, believe it or not, on the forefront of society, soci- societal change, right? You know, Metropolis showed a dystopian kind of future. Uh, Blade Runner... Um, uh, well, this one talks about, you know, the apocalypse in the future, you know, stuff like that. And science fiction, you know, Star Trek, Star Trek and Star Trek Next Generation show multicultural staff coming to get crew working together. So I appreciate where they were going with it. it I can't say it's a good movie or not. Like, it's, it's another one of those where it's, I think it's fun to watch. It's not great. 
And it's funny because, you know, back then they used to do double bills, right? So the, that's what the B movie was. So this used to be on a double bill with um, another movie I've seen both in Mystery Science Theater and Normal, The Screaming Skull, which personally I think this is a better movie. But I'll probably do The Screaming Skull later on because I've seen it a few times. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. if I, I would recommend seeing it. It's black and white. It's an older film. I would recommend seeing it once. It's, and it's short. It's 100 minutes, right? It's not, you know, 107 minutes or something. It's not a long watch. No, not even. 66 minutes. I'm sorry. Hour and six minutes. Give it a shot. It, you can find it on YouTube. Hey, I, it's not worth like a Blu-ray or something unless it's in one of those big packs, right? Um, but that's where I, that's what I think about it. You know, uh, my notes weren't spectacular. I had to keep referring to them. Sorry. And it is, it is Halloween month, so it's a horror movie. So uh, thanks for listening, and I'll be back with another one sometime soon. Hopefully right on the tail end of this one. Take care, and like, comment, share. Thanks.